sitting down with Virginia head coach Todd DeSerbo. You're just coming off of the ACC championships where your women's team won their fifth consecutive ACC title. Tell me about that. Five consecutive. How are you feeling right now? About five consecutive? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's great. I'll ask you a better question. <laughs> Did uh, it, so it was not only was it your women's team's fifth straight ACC title, it was you, your women scored the most points ever scored by a men's or women's team at an ACC championships. You stole the record from the NC state men who just set it last year in 2023. Uh, did you have, did your women's team have a goal going into this ACC championships? I know in the past you've spoken about wanting to score more points than you ever have as a team. Was that the goal this year? Or did you have another team goal? Yeah. Um, so I, I think certainly five in a row is awesome. Um, you know, and UVA, the women's program here has 120 total, which I think is even cooler. And, and obviously most of those are before I was here. So you know, carrying on that tradition has is, is been really cool and, and it's and it's really impressive and especially uh, against the competition that we're going against. You know, I, I mean, last year, I think we the, the conference had three top five teams. And so to be able to continue to um, try to stay at the top of a conference that, as competitive as ours is, is certainly a challenge. So so it's special. Um, and then to to make it the program's 20th overall is, is pretty cool. I think anytime you get a, you hit a barrier like five in a row or 20 or 10 or whatever, it, it's really cool. Um, it makes for a really cool ring, right? Like you can have two X's on top of your ring. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so we, so we definitely had a goal, you know, and it wasn't, it was really the goal was to um, try to score 1500 points, which is what we, we scored just over 1500 last year. And so, you know, I think that w where the team is now, um, and, and hopefully where we're, where we're heading and, and where we'll stay, it's going to be hard to every year, try to outdo what you did the year before, right? It's going to be hard. You're going to have fluctuations in your roster and you're going to have fluctuations in your ability to score and that kind of things. And so for us to, you know, the first last few years, it has been, Hey, can we be better than last year? And certainly we want each individual. The hope is that they're better every year and they improve. You know, and so as on an individual by individual basis, it's certainly like, hey, can you be better than you were last year? Um, but overall, as a team, we kind of just talked about starting a little bit of a, of a 1500 point streak. Um, I think last year was the first year we'd ever scored over 1500. Um, and so I was like, hey, let's let's start a little streak here. Can we hit 1500 again? Um, and, you know, as the meet went, we just kind of tracked that, you know, we compared to where we were last year, just as a gauge, because we we did hit 1500 last year. So like, hey, we're this many points ahead. And at one point, after a day or two, we were we were like 40 points behind what we scored last year. Um, and and I did a little like digging, and because I'm like, okay, why are we behind? We're swimming okay. Um, we actually had at that point in the meet, we'd had four less swims than we had la the year before. And so I told the team, I'm like, we're going to be behind after tonight, but 
we're going to pick up four extra swims as the meet goes. So that should kind of catch us back up. So we kind of play a little bit of a game with it, keep it entertaining, keep it interesting. And, um, you know, try to try to set a goal that would be challenging, but if we do well, it, it would be attainable. Mm -hmm. Is, uh, is, is 1500, is there math behind that? Or is that just a number that sounds good to you? I think it's just a number, you know, we, we, two years ago, we scored 1400 something. And so I think last year, our big goal was, you know, the, the Roman numerals for 1500s MD. And so that was like a big, you know, it was all over our ACC stuff, like MD, that's the goal. Um, and so it, it just kind of came about because we were just under 1500 two years ago and we tried to, we wanted to get to 1500 last year. And now, and now it's just like, all right, let's try to get a streak going, you know? And it's like, you know, if you score 1500 points, then you're probably going to be in a good position to contend for the championship. And if you score 1500 points and somebody beats you, you can't, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Cause that means somebody else outdid you and they should, they should, earn, you know, they've earned it. Um, so it's just, it's just kind of, I think it's gotten to a point where it's like, you know, if you score 1500, you're going to be in a battle to, you know, to win. And it's going to be really hard for somebody to beat you if you score 1500 points. Yeah. Which to give to give our listeners, viewers context, you guys, the, your women scored one thousand six hundred and thirty seven point five points. So well over fifteen hundred. But you hit the mark. Mark. Hit the mark. <laughs> hit the mark. <laughs> um, so and obviously there's there's a lot of history being made um, by this team this past weekend. So I want to talk about some of those performances, obviously. Gretchen Walsh broke four NCAA records individually, plus at least one on a relay, uh, maybe two. I forget, honestly, but, you know, a stellar performance from her. And she's been outspoken all season about wanting to have that NC2A meet where she breaks three NC2A records and wins three NC2A titles. Um, so to see her do this at an ACC is, is pretty outstanding. What did you think of her, of, of her week overall? Yeah. And now she's made that goal even tougher, right? Now she's made all the NCAA <laughs> records faster. So if she wants to break three at NCAAs, <laughs> she's made it harder on herself. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not surprised by any means. Um, I would say that, you know, she's, she's been, she's just kind of been on fire all, all season. Right. And, and she's trained that way all year, day in and day out. So, and she's raced that way, you know, every time she steps on the block, it's, she's like human highlight reel and, and, you know, but even before ACC. So I think that, you know, I don't want to say that it, it's expected um, because to go that fast and to break an NCAA record, regardless of who you are or when it is, is an exceptional thing to do, you know, to be able to say that you're the fastest person ever at whatever level in whatever event is, you know, an accomplishment that is, you know, it's unbelievable. And so, um, but I'm not, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I would have expected it, but I'm not surprised by it um, because of what she's been doing all year. Um, and she has been outspoken about trying to win three national championships and, and break three NCAA records. Um, but her, her ultimate goals are bigger than what she, accomplished this past week. So, um, not surprised, really happy for her, really excited for her. And, um, you know, hopefully she can do some more great things down the line, you know? Um, 
you know, as shocking as it, some of it may have seemed and, and might've been to some, you know, it certainly wasn't, you know, it wasn't to us, but it's cool. But regardless, anytime you see a time like that pop up on the board, it's shocking because it's never been done. And so, um, so at some level it kind of was shocking, but also it was shocking, but you're not surprised to be shocked. <laughs> when I, when I spoke to her, she said you were the first person as opposed to her saying 19 and a 50 free split is possible. Is, or, is that something that you were like, I think you can do this. I, you know, well, yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely believe she could do it. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if it was my idea or her idea or how that I do. I do. I do recall the beginning of the season, you know, when we sat down and talked about goals for the season, she, she really only named two goals. Um, and one of them was, and the biggest one, I think the one she was most focused on and most excited about was going a 19 relay split. Um, and I told her, and maybe I put it in her mind at some point that she could do it, knowing that to go 19, I told her this too. I was like, to go 19, you're probably going to have to be a 20.5 50 freestyler, right? Because because you're we know what we know what Gretchen's reaction is. It's always 0.7 something. So if she has a 0.1 relay exchange then that's six tenths off of her flat start so she's probably gonna have to be a 20.5 pd freestyle or so but she wasn't as focused on that as much as excited about going 19 because that's cool like i think to me that was her coolest swim um and and to hear the crowd after the race um or after she hit the wall it was it was dressel-esque right like when dressel went 17 for the first time and the whole crowd went crazy that's kind of what happened and you can hear it in the video um that to me that's really cool because you know I, I don't think that necessarily women's sports get as much um hype as men's sports do and so to have the reaction of, of men and women in the building you know athletes to have the reaction that she got from that swim was just i think really great for the sport you know and also for her and it was just a, it was just a pretty cool historic moment right like that moment will never happen again and she might go 19 again but like the first time it happens is it's historic it was unreal agreed i i i obviously i was not there but i saw the video and it very much reminded me i was there in 2013 when vlad morozov split 17 for the first time i was in the crowd yeah and it 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 felt so, you know, it reminded me exactly of that because that like took the breath out of the room. You know, everyone was like, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that like that, that is super cool. And again, I think, like you said, it's like the coolest of the swims because it is such a such a such a barrier. Yeah, uh, I perhaps the uncoolest of the swims. I thought this was hilarious that her hundred fly she breaks an nc2a record and like on our site all our comments are just like that could have been better <laughs> <laughs> so i'm curious as a coach what you thought of that uh, race <laughs> every wall i was like oh you know i'm like every single wall every i mean literally every turn and the finish and she knows it like i'm not saying anything that we haven't yeah. talked about um and i you know honestly like i i was probably ex i mean as excited about that race than any because she did break the record with literally terrible walls and so i think any person knows if she can clean those up she she doesn't even have to do anything different she doesn't have to swim any faster if she just cleans her walls up it, it will be faster um which is exciting right because i tell i tell our kids all the time i'm like if i if i 
sat you down and said, well, you, you've reached your full potential. There's nothing left for you to do. Well, then why are you doing it anymore? Right. And so it's exciting that there's more in there now, whether it happens or not, who knows, but yeah, I mean, we did an interview. I had to do an interview at the end of every final session for our media people. And that night they had her interview me mm-hmm. and she, one of the questions was, what'd you think about Gretchen Walsh's she's talking about herself in the third person Gretchen Walsh's hunter butterfly tonight. And I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> turns were a little rough, but you know, anyway, we, we laugh about it. Um, but I mean, I, you know, you say uncool swim, but maybe it was the coolest swim because it was so not, I don't want to say it was poorly executed because I think that she's still just, it's an event. She hasn't done a ton, right? Like she swam a million 50 free. She swam a million hundred for hundred freestyles, a lot of hundred backstrokes, but really like short course hundred flies, she hasn't done nearly as many. So I don't want to necessarily say it was poorly executed. I just think she needs more experience with it. So you know who who knows if and when she'll get that but yeah it was it was still a pretty cool swim agreed um yeah i just i thought it was a funny juxtaposition from the night before i think from a fan's perspective of you know it's like she kind of did no wrong and like set all these records the first night and the second night it's like oh all right. Yeah. <laughs> not not what we had not where we had placed our expectations based on the previous night, but yeah. Well, I um and and after that race, I started using it, uh, using the, her name as a term for poor turns. <laughs> you know, like our breaststrokers. I'm like, well, you just did a Gretchen Walsh. Well, you just Gretchen Walsh that wall. <laughs> I'm not sure she'd like that too much, but. <laughs> Right. For, for, for someone who broke four NC2A records, that's a, it's an ironic term. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your use of the. But they're like, no, I didn't Gretchen Walsh that because I didn't break a record. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. That's a fair argument. Yeah. So, okay. Um, but, and then on the other side of things, you have Gretchen's sister, Alex, who sets an NC2A record in the tuner fly, splits a 20.7 on a 50 freestyle and passes former teammate Kate Douglas for the most ACC championship titles ever of any athlete with 26. Can I'm mostly, I'm just impressed by 20.7 in the 50 free for someone who's an NC2A champion in the 400 IM. Yeah. How, do, how does she have speed like that? What's, what's I going mean, on there? she's just, you know, she, you talk about athletes with versatility and, she, she obviously has that, right? But she's got she's got range and versatility, right? If she could go, well, obviously she can go sub four minutes in a four IM and can do that in a 50. She's really powerful. Um, you know, we we definitely train her to have speed, but also have the endurance. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's a challenge to balance those two things, but she does a really good job of it. And actually I told her, um, I told her before the race, I was like, my number one goal for you as a coach, period in your career is for you to go 20 point in a relay. <laughs> she was like, out of all the goals, that's your the biggest thing you want to see for me. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then she did it literally like 10 minutes later. It was, it was awesome. Uh, and I, I think, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that out of all her swims, that was probably the most impressive too, because of, of her range and what she's, you know, 
capable of doing and, you know, longer races, um, you know, and, and I told her a while ago, one of my big goals for her, you know, I set these crazy weird goals for them and that's something I, that's some, I hope that they embrace them to, but it's goals that are like just off the wall. So they don't, it's not like necessarily directly related to the 200 IM, which is her baby and her prime event and the event that she's would want to be most successful at. And so I try to set goals that take pressure off of those things, but help those things. So it's like Gretchen with the 53, like, yeah, let's shoot for 99. <laughs> yeah. It's taking pressure off. But if she's going to do that, that means her flat star 50 is going to be good too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I talked to Alex about like, I want you to be really fast at uh, all four 100s of every stroke. Like that's my goal for you. I want you to be world-class in all 400s. And so for example, at Knoxville, she swam the bunch of the hundreds long course, um, you know, so I, you know, and, and ultimately I think that'll help her 200 I am. Um, but you know, it's more about, Hey, no 20 point in this 50 degree. That means you're faster, you're stronger, you know? Um, so it was really, it was really cool to see that. I think she was probably just as happy about that as any of her races too. Yeah. And I mean, can you tell me a little bit about preparing your athletes for a meet like this, knowing they've got NC2As on the horizon where you obviously want to be your best that you can be in yards, but they still come into this meet, obviously ready to race, breaking records, you know, a slew of best times. And also worth mentioning that for many of the athletes on your team, this is the meet, right? This is, this is that pinnacle, but kind of balancing, preparing those athletes to have their big championship meet of the season, as well as having your NC2A athletes performing really, really well. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I think historically they've done really well at ACCs, um, you know, even though it may not be our, our biggest focus, you know, it is at, in the moment, right? Like, you know, we had cab invite a couple weeks before ACC and I told everybody, this is our biggest meet. It's our biggest focus. And everybody swam at it. Um, and we had some great swims there. Right. And so, and then we move on to ACCs where like, this may not be the meet you're trying to be your peak best at, but it is the meet that's next. And it's the meet we want to be best at. And the hope is to build off each meet builds off of, of each other. Um, whether, you know, whether it's from mid season invite, to the cab invite to ACCs to NCAA's, um, and I, I think that they just, you know, regardless of the amount of rest or taper or shaving or all that kind of stuff, it is a championship meet. The whole team's there. It's really exciting. There's a lot of hype. There's great competition, um, and you know, usually people rise to that occasion and you know want to see where we're at, and you know some some of them will go best times at accs some won't but we kind of always talk about like look you want to be let's just be as maybe you'll go best time but if not let's be as close to your best times as we can um and then if you are close to your best times then you know you're set up to go best times at ncaa's and you're prepared and and you you know you're going to be in a good place and if you happen to go best times that's great then you're even in a better place um so you know it's just really trying to use each just marker in the season and each, you know, each meet and stepping stone as a little bit of a, like a catalyst or, you know, to catapult you into the next competition and get you excited and motivated and, you know, try to be really good. Yeah. 
So switching focus uh, to the men's team now, who finished fifth, uh, scoring 768.5 points. Um, similar question of, you know, did you did did your men's team have a goal coming into this meet? Yeah, I mean, I think that for the men, our goal was more centered around similarly, but you know, centered around just being better than they've ever been on an individual by individual basis. Like each, like, you know, can we be, can hundred percent of the guys go at best time and out of, out of three events, how close to, you know, like how, how many best times can we go? Um, you know, and just let the chips fall as they may, you know, throughout the meet. Um, we had a, some, pretty bad luck. I, I don't know if you call it luck, bad luck or what unfortunate situations. The very first night we would DQ one of our relays, um, you know, and so, but, you know, I tell the guys, I'm like the, the four guys that swam on that relay actually swam really, really well, even though it was a, a disqualification. So I'm like, so don't let that take anything away from where you're at and what you're capable of this week. It just got, you got unlucky. It is what it is. You, you all swam really great. So you're ready to go. So, I mean, the goal is, you know, is pretty similar. Um, you know, really for both teams, you know, it's not necessarily for the guys, wasn't necessarily centered around a certain point total or anything like that. Um, it was more just, you know, let's see how many best times we can go. Mm -hmm. And then, so yeah, similarly, how do you feel like you measured up to that goal and how are you feeling about their showing it at ACC's? I mean, um, I would say I'm like mixed, I guess, mixed um, emotions about it. Um, yeah, I think uh, overall, I mean, I think it was pretty good. You know, I think um, we had a, you know, we had a lot of great swims. We had a lot of improvement. We had a lot, we had a ton of freshmen there. Um, so it was a pretty young, young group. I, I, I want to say half our men's team were, it was their first time at ACC's. Um, and Whoa. so, you know, it's we, one of our guys was watching the medley relays the first night and one of our freshmen and he was like, Holy cow, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it, it, you know, it obviously like going to junior nationals or going to your high school state meet or your, you know, your club state meet is really different than stepping into a power five conference championship meet for the first time. Um, but interesting enough, that freshman did best times and, you know, so he did really well, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I felt like it was good. Um, I feel like it's a, it, they're in a good place. I'm pretty excited about what we've got going into NCAAs. I think our relays are in, in a good position. Um, we have a handful of guys that are positioned to score at NCAAs. Um, you know, and so I think it's a um, – I feel like we're in a place where we're about ready to take that next step. And over the next few years – um, things are going to be pretty interesting here on our men's side. So we're, we're pretty excited about them. Right. I mean, I, I'm excited about them too, <laughs> obviously over the next couple of years, you got some exciting swimmers coming in, um, for both classes in, in 24 and 25. So right now, you know, you've got this juxtaposition of, of where the teams are at. Do you, do you coach them differently, especially like in the next month, knowing, knowing that the teams are in different places? I mean, in any aspect, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How, I mean, train I, or how you talk to them. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, and I think that that's been, um, you know, the situation all year, um, or mm. for the last five years, um, you know, and, and the women were in a much different place when, how long have I been here? Six, seven years. Um, I was wondering that too. So thanks for, this is, this is my seventh up. season. So, you know, the women were in a different place when I started here, um, than the men were. Um, and so, so the conversations are definitely different. I think the preparations are definitely different. Um, you know, and the goals are, are definitely different. So I, I think yes and no, we coach them similarly, but, but not similarly. Right. Like, I don't know that I'm coaching these guys, you know, again, I coach for the most part, the sprinters, and I don't know that I'm coaching them any, you know, that much differently than I, I coached, um, the, the, the guys, you know, back when I was coaching Ryan held, um, and Simona's Billis and, and that sprint group at NC state. Um, you know, I think it's, it's pretty similar. If anything, I'm probably coaching the women differently. I'm definitely coaching the women differently now than I was six, seven years ago. Um, I think that's that side of it's changed. Um, but you know, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, we're definitely the conversations are different, the goals are different, the coaching is um, the same but different. You know, most of the most of the year they do a lot together. Um, this mm -hmm. time of year they're not doing nearly as much together. Mm -hmm. And is that? Is that a product of the meets being at different NC2As being at different times or just again kind of holistically where the teams are at? No, no, I think it's more I think it's more physiological based than it is mm -hmm. uh where the teams are at. You know, like the, the women are going to try to hope, you know, contend for a national championship and the guys are gonna go and contend, you know, for a top ten finish. You know, I I think the approach is similar from a team aspect from that perspective, it's more from a physiological perspective, right? Like the guys mm -hmm. are, you know, the women, the men and women need different things at this point in the season. Um, and I think they need different things over the course of the season, but more specifically now than, you know, more, they need, they need different things now more than they did, you know, in October, November, um, from a rest perspective, you know, from a preparation perspective. Um, yeah, they're, they're training probably over the last, probably since winter training has been fairly, you know, significantly different. Gotcha. Compared, compared to what it was, you know, up to that point in the season. Yeah. 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 That, that totally makes sense. What, what, what makes you say your coaching for the women has, has changed a lot in the last six um, or seven years? You know, I, um, I, I think I'm just probably doing more like, on the threshold sides of more aerobic stuff with them than I used mm -hmm. to really do. You know, I used to have, um, yeah, up until more recently, really probably the last two years, maybe, um, the women really doing the exact same thing as the men until we got the taper. And then, then it would be different. Um, just because the women didn't need as much rest as the men would need. Um, you know, but, but more recently and in particular this year, and, and I think that probably stems from me being more long course minded um, and more long course focused as a coach, um, you know, and keeping the goal of, you know, performing at a high level at Olympic trials that in my mind is the biggest goal. 
mm-hmm. for both our men and our women. Like that goal is bigger than anything, any NCAA record. It's bigger than any NCAA championship. Um, certainly we want to do all those things. Um, but from my perspective in the back of my mind is always what's going to help us be good at trials. Um, and so throughout the course of the season, you know, do they need a bunch of threshold work to, to pop off a great hundred free short course? No, not at all. Not even the women, not, not short. <laughs> but do they need to do a great long course hundred free? Yeah, I think so. Um, and so, you know, over the course of the season, it's been a lot of, you know, it's been a lot of that. Um, and so that's, that's been ever evolving. And I did a little bit of it last year and doing, doing more and more of it. Um, and I think it's been paying off, you know, again, from the women's perspective, you know, they're, I think they're performing well short course, but they've also performed well at whatever law course opportunities they've had over the last couple of months as well. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, you had, you had three athletes in Doha at the world championships. Uh, I'm curious about your thoughts on, on how Claire Curzan, Kate Douglas and Jack Aikens swam in Doha. They got, got a lot of medals for UVA and USA. Um, and, and also just how, how they're handling that experience now, you know, it's like, and I feel like an eight day long course meet might be a little different coming down and getting back into the rhythm of things than a five day short course meet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were great. I was a little bit, I, um, I didn't know what to expect out of them mainly, mainly because of the travel and the preparations, you know, it wasn't like how we would normally prepare for your typical world championships, right? Like you have a, you have a three week long training camp and you acclimate for a certain amount of time and then you go and you race and you're like, the, the situations, I don't know if the situation is ever perfect, but a little bit more perfect in a standard world championship scenario. And, and it wasn't like they, they left, they got there on Tuesday, they started racing on Sunday. Right. And so it was, it wasn't a lot of time. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but pleasantly, you know, surprised. I mean, they did fantastic. Um, you know, I think they struggled a lot with adjusting and acclimating to the time and, you know, at one point Kate was like, yeah, I'm still not sleeping like four days into the meet. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. Um, but you know, so I, I'm pretty proud of, of their resilience in order to be able to go and perform at a high level without the perfect, you know, scenario. And we knew it wasn't going to be perfect and, and, and that's fine. Right. It's just, it's an experience. Um, so anyway, I, you know, I thought they did great. I was really happy with, with how they all did. Um, you know, and I think a lot of their races, you know, again, pleasantly surprised, you know, definitely some unexpected successes there. So it was really good. And then, and coming back, I mean, yeah, it's very different, right. Than a, a coming back from a conference championship meet, particularly the fact that they're coming back all the way from the other side of the world and then got to readjust the time. Whereas we just drove three hours from Greensboro and we're in the same time zone. Uh, they were pretty low key last week. It, it actually works out really well because they got back midweek while we were all gone to ACCs, right. And all of our coaches were gone. And, and so, you know, it was an opportunity for them to just kind of like decompress, recover, um, you know, send some workouts back home for them to just do on their own at whatever time of day they wanted to do it, get back in the weight room, you know, slowly get a session or two in just kind of to ease back in, but really just use the entire week to just recover. Claire went home, spent time with her family at home and, you know, spent the week back home and, and, 
Raleigh and um, swam a little bit, you know, with, with tack, I think when she was there, but you know, it, it timing wise worked out really well from that perspective because now we're back and, you know, we're back with the NCAA team and they're back in and they can kind of, you know, they, they regrouped and recovered and they're ready to go and excited. So it, um, that week it was nice. Cause it was like, we were almost forced into not doing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know? And Kate's like, can you send me workouts for Wednesday through Saturday? I'm like, you're not swimming on Wednesday. I'm not sending you a workout, no swimming on Wednesday. You can get back in Thursday. Um, so it was good, you know, cause I think if we'd have been here and they would have been here, everybody would have been itching to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a good, it just, it just worked out. The timing worked out great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is great. Uh, so, so now you've got a few weeks before NC2As. What's, what's on the docket? What are you doing, Todd? <laughs> I'm sitting having coffee with my dog. Um, no, we, I mean, we're back at it. You know, we, um, we try to give them a little bit because, again, I think coming off of a five-day meet is a little bit different than coming off of a four-day meet as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of emotion. Physically, I'm sure they're fine, but, you know, they put a lot of emotion into it. It's, it's really exciting. Um, they're putting a lot of emotion and supporting in their teammates, and so it's it's a lot. So we go – we chill for a few days. Um, we gave them off yesterday. They just lifted weights. That's all they did on Monday today they'll they're just going to swim and it's going to be pretty easy um and then tomorrow we'll start cranking it back up and and getting ready um so just back at it you know i think that you know the team is both the men and the women are feeling really good like those who are going to be going to ncaa's are feeling really good about what they accomplished at accs and it's given them some confidence um you know knowing that what we're doing is working and um you know, let's just go back to work. And I think they're all really excited about what the potential is, you know, at NCAAs. Well, Todd, you've given us a lot of great insight into the UVA way, but I want to take a minute to <clears throat> recognize the biggest news coming out of this interview, which is that neither you or I have any facial hair, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, is that a good thing? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just surprising. <laughs> I know. I, I'm debating bringing the mustache back. <laughs> I think it's fitting for Paris. What do you think? That's that's a good point. But it would have to be like a thin, a thin mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What I, actually, it's funny you say that because I actually talked to my wife this morning about it before I left the house. I was like, I only need probably a solid two months before we leave to get to get a good one going like should i do it you know and she but she's always been the one that's like get rid of that thing so <laughs> we'll see girls <laughs> do? they are don't get it are you are you coming back with yours uh you know i never have a plan really yeah it's you know oh uh, it it grows back naturally and shaving my face to me is such a task normally so it's like this only be here for a couple days and then it's like <laughs> you know but uh i've tried growing my beard back a couple times in the last couple years and it's i I, it gets too frustrating and then i shave it off so um i'm too vain i want people to see my face yeah i mean it's a nice face (laughs) thanks todd (laughs) (laughs) all right well 
thank you again for for taking the time to sit down and chat. Uh, I I appreciate all the insight and and congrats again on a great week in Greensboro. Yeah, appreciate it. Good talking to you, man. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.